Poet Revolt Cosmetics helps you shine in all your moments with a variety of clean, cruelty-free, and non-sticky lip glazes. This makeup artist's created and approved brand carefully curates clean ingredients including peppermint to help you feel good and do good as a portion of proceeds goes to selected mentorship programs that give youth and young adults the confidence and tools to be successful. Holt Revolt offers long-lasting shine and moisture, and this is the part I'm excited about, Taylor. Tell me about it. <laughs> Holt Revolt is also offering our listeners a 10% discount off your next purchase using code CIRCLE when you check out. Get glazed today at HoltRevolt.com. That's H-A-U-T-E-R-E-V-O-L-T.com. Awesome. Go check it out, y'all. Check it out. So in this episode, we had Natasha Butler on. Um, It was kind of cool just hearing her experience in the beauty industry, going from graduating from college to deciding that you know, this job that she's working in right now is not in her passion and and it's just not what she wants to do with her life and kind of making that pivot into entrepreneurship and really risking it all and sacrificing a lot. Yes, and I, I say this in the episode and I'll say it here. She really illustrates that pressure to make diamonds. She mm-hmm. said that she went from 200 clients, I believe, in 2015 to now upwards of 700, hitting, going to hit 1,000, I know, mm-hmm. um, just based on her work and her work ethic. Um, yeah. So I think struggling is really essential into building perseverance mm-hmm. and strength and also um, just building that work ethic from experience. True. And she keeps it really real about her like life um, like journey as far as what she needed to do in order to get into the um, industry and like different schools and different things like that. But then also too, um, she sprinkles it in with a little bit of fun towards the end about family. Yes. And one of the things that sticks out to me is that she was pretty much saying how she's trying to still figure out the balance of the experience that she provides to her client she needs to also try to provide that same experience at home with her family and that really kind of stuck with me and that's real and that's Mm -hmm. that's the juggling of life so true sit tight and enjoy this episode Hey y'all, this is Amber Sheree. And I'm Taylor Bree. And this is the Inner Circle Podcast. So, how are you, Taylor? I'm good. How are you doing? (laughs) I am doing well. No complaints. This weekend has been pretty productive, so I won't complain. That's nice. I feel like the story is always that you had planned to do something and then you couldn't do it. So, like, what made this weekend productive <laughs> for you? Um, so originally I planned on having um, one of my like elementary middle school best friends back at the in the day 
come over with him and his um his girlfriend and their daughter and so we were just supposed to be having kind of like a family kind of family chill day Mm -hmm. um but then junior got sick so that kind of just squashed everything came home with a little bit of a cough and then uh the cough escalated to mucus and i think kind of like a sinus infection and then he spiked a fever so this sounds like plans getting canceled so what was the productive part (laughs) (laughs) so the productive part was mainly just kind of usually on weekends we have so many things going on Mm -hmm. and so i don't really get a chance to kind of sit and chill Mm -hmm. and spend time with family so i would say the productive side was that i got a chance to spend time with family Mm -hmm. Um, I finished my tax stuff. I did a little bit of work. Um, trying to think what else, like we did some things around the house. Yeah. So it was cool. I worked out all weekend. So that was good. Yeah. The little things I definitely can kind of relate to the sense of like doing the little productive things. Like I didn't go grocery shopping like I usually do, um, last week. So when I came home from the gym on Saturday, um, which one of my new close friends out here, she we got a gym membership with me. And she surprised oh, me at Spins. Megan? Yeah, Megan. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Um, was she using your family your family and guest passes no. oh okay no she never did um well maybe once when we went hot tubbing okay and then we went hot tub this weekend on friday and okay. so saturday morning we went to spin uh, which she told me i've been begging her to go to spin with me and she was like my knees i can't and then she <laughs> ended up at spin so that was exciting but i went grocery shopping after is the whole story that i was okay. gonna say and i have like clothes that have just been taunting me in my closet and I'm like I just don't want to put them away um so I finally put them away this weekend so. okay, okay. <laughs> and okay. I'm washing clothes right now so you know I, I feel that little things that make them productive weekend for sure did mom's package come from you it has not came from me <gasps> and so i don't know what that means or doesn't mean <laughs> does she know it hasn't came yet <clears throat> yes she does she called me at 12 o'clock in the morning one day and asked <laughs> and i told her she's i know you're asleep but you need to make sure you're answering your phone i'm like mom they they're not calling me <laughs> 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 only you are on my phone right now and I, you see how I answered your call when I was asleep I would have answered their call maybe I don't know but she like sent me the number and his name and stuff so I'm waiting for my furniture from California is what Amber's referring to um so we'll see we'll see when it gets here I I've been hands-off in this process so mm, yeah I hope it gets here because I know mom was freaking out about it last week so yeah. Yeah, I'll call maybe this week. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. So what's the word of the day? The word of the day is metamorphosis. Okay. Metamorphosis. <laughs> the so definition. Well, okay. So let me, uh, I'll say the definition and then I'll tell you how I got here. Okay. So a change of the form of nature or of a thing or person into a completely different one by natural or supernatural means Hmm. so the first word that i was going to look for was transform but you know we use that word all the time so i wanted to make it a little spicy so metamorphosis (laughs) is 
just that a transformation into something that you weren't originally by natural or um, supernatural causes. I think through life, we go through a lot of different shifts in energy and then also our outward appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it kind of brings me to that song by SZA that's out right now. It's called Good Days. Hmm. And she's talking about people, um, well, part of it is talking about chasing fountains of youth Mm -hmm. and it's in the present and um I really like that lyric because she's like you guys are out here looking for something that you already have within you so Mm. that's kind of where metamorphosis comes from and what it makes me think of and we're spring and I think of butterflies I was just about to say because Junior learned about um uh caterpillars and butterflies this week so they they tried to attempt to say that word metamorphosis yeah that's so funny (laughs) miss april did i did not see that they always have them saying hard words (laughs) and all the kids are like (laughs) because half of the half of american can probably say metamorphosis i see i can't even say it right well i mean that's why i chose it because it's a tougher one (laughs) (laughs) all righty so we have a very exciting guest here that yes. Amber is going to introduce. Yes. So um, I'm excited because Natasha Butler mm-hmm. um, has, I've known, well, really, my husband has known Natasha for a long time. Um, and I've known her, like, of her, but didn't really get close to her and probably until like the last maybe five or six years, um, maybe even a little bit longer than that. But anyways, so she is a woman of many facets. I love, so the reason why I invited her to the inner circle for you guys to hear from her is her story is just so unique and so awesome because she started off a certain way in her path, but then she always had kind of a, a passion of the beauty industry and different things like that and had her technique like she grew her technique over the couple of years and then like eventually she just made the jump to say like hey I'd rather work in my passion than work for the man pretty much kind of <laughs> and so I just wanted to bring you guys on to meet her because she's hilarious uh and she's also on my line sisters sister-in-laws now and she's just so like sweet and she does my hair too so like whenever we're at the beauty shop we talk for like hours about just random things um she's easy to talk to and I just love her and she's special in my life because she's been a part of like special engagements where it's been a wedding Mm -hmm. different things like that she did everyone's hair at the wedding she did she did so we're gonna bring her on on so Welcome, Natasha. How are? Oh, hold on. There we go. <laughs> Hi. Hey, how are you? I am doing good. <laughs> well, welcome to the inner circle. Welcome, we're welcome. we're glad to catch you before you went on leave. Uh, well, thanks for having me. <laughs> absolutely. So, we just wanted to bring you on. So for the obviously since we have a lot of listeners that that went to school with us and stuff like that they know you but then we also have listeners that mm-hmm. do not ever have never met us ever in life so mm-hmm. can you give us a little bit of background and your intro of who you are and kind of like 
your journey to how you've gotten to your career that you have right now? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Natasha, she stated. I am the youngest of four girls, grew up in Gary, Indiana, GI, <laughs> and I went to, uh, <laughs> went to um, IU Bloomington and um, my major was um, business um, with a concentration in marketing. So I started off actually going as, um, I believe I was fashion design, I think my freshman year. And I think I had a textile class or something. And I said, yeah, this is, this, this is not going to be, <laughs> this, is not gonna, this is not for me. So I just went general and did business. And then um, I did, actually did um, accounting or something. But anyway, the, the, um, my actual major was business. Okay. And so I um, knew that I've always wanted to own my own business. Um, I knew that since I was little. Uh, when my sister used to always do like little projects in the house or something where it was, we were having our own little grocery store, whatever it was, we were always trying to figure out some way that we was making our own money. So I've always knew I wanted to be in control of making my own money. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we go to college and stuff, you know, just because it's like, that's the next step after um, high school, you go to college, this is what you're supposed to do. So, you know, did all those steps and um, I graduated and it was like the job industry just wasn't what you expected. Mm -hmm. It wasn't where, you know, I went to school and I did all of these steps, but it, it just wasn't where I really wanted to do. But of course we get into that job that makes good money. It's just something right, you know, to do first job. Um, so I tried to find a job that would, um, yeah, like, you know, just like, okay, this, you know, this works for now. Mm -hmm. And I, I started working at Brown Mackey College as a um, financial advisor. Again, it wasn't the idea what I really wanted, but you know, it was somewhere in my field. Mm -hmm. And I ended up, they allowed you to go back to school and get your master's free, free, oh, um, just school, awesome. you know, they pay for it basically, mm -hmm. tuition assistance and all of that. So I chose to go there. So anyway, long story short, um, I stayed with them for about five years and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't mm -hmm. do the micromanaging. Um, it was a little racism there, just with general of, you know, um, being overlooked with someone who's less qualified, color of your skin. It was just too much. And I, it just confirmed that I wasn't supposed to be doing that. Mm -hmm. So I actually, um, I think I worked there five years before I really decided to start doing um, another venture. Um, I've always did my own hair. So I did my hair since I was little, did my sister's hair. In college, I did a little on the side, but you know, I just didn't make it a big deal because again, quotations supposed to do yep. another route. Yep. So I just ended up, you know, working and I said, I can't do this. I, I wasn't happy. I was mean coming into work. I was just, I just didn't feel good going into work. And I just was like, I'm too young for this. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going to hair school mm -hmm. part-time. So I went to cosmetology school and I started at, it was like this really ghetto school. Okay. It was very ghetto. <laughs> it so was so ghetto. And I say ghetto because I would go after work. And so I'm in work clothes and everyone in there like, where do you think you coming from? You know, I was just like the yeah. persona, like, <laughs> you know, we just came from home. We just, you know, and I'm like, uh, you know, how's this going to work? Like I'm coming from like this corporate America job or whatever. And then I'm coming into this place, but I knew I really wanted to get my license because I could be my own. I knew what, you know, that would lead to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it just didn't work that first time I went. Um, my job wouldn't give me the hours. It was like, they kind of knew what I was trying to do. 
And I just had to come to the realization, like, you know what, if I keep doing it this way, I'm never going to get my license. Yeah, I'm never going to be able to get it if I go on their schedule. So I just quit. You know, I didn't just do it right off. I did have a year plan, but I decided to go to school full time to get my license. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up quitting. I think it was uh, May 2015. I quit my job um, and I decided to go to cosmetology school full time. Mm-hmm. And I only had like six months left. It was the hardest year of my life <laughs> because I quit. I mean, it was just me. So of course, like I said, um, I don't recommend that <laughs> to anybody. You know, it was just me. I didn't have like, you know, I wasn't married then. I didn't have children. So it was just me. I could, you know, I could risk that. Mm-hmm. And so doing so, that's been the best decision I've ever done. I quit, had my license in six months, got into a shop uh, April, 2016. And I had about a hundred clients then, and I'm about up to about seven hundred to eight hundred clients now. Yeah. Oh, um, it's just I'm it's not so. It's been it hit five years April fourth this year, and so awesome. of course it was scary, but it literally just went to. I just knew I had to make a change. I didn't know what was gonna happen, yeah. but I trusted God. I, that year, that hardest year, I just me and God, I got so close to God, and it was just. That was, you know, I just knew that was where I was going to go. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was willing to take that risk. Mm-hmm. And here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to ask, so, okay, you said that, like, risk that you took made it the hardest year of your life. What was that kind of, like, what was that year so hard because of? Or is it just taking risk? Or um, you don't have to go too deep if you don't want to, whatever you yeah. think you're sharing. And then also, too, no. we... um you can share names or companies and stuff, but you don't have to. It, it, like when you're describing things, whatever you feel comfortable. Oh, okay. With. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, sure. So let me see. So when I quit May, it was about May in 2015. So right, I quit my full-time job. Yeah. So I'm like, quit. Then I ended up going to um, cosmetology school. So I already had my, at that time, bachelor's degree. Yeah. So you don't really get financial aid. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to a school basically paying out of pocket probably about maybe $500 a month again no full-time job Mm -hmm. um the only income I have is if I'm doing hair so Mm -hmm. at that time I had set up a little area in my apartment I had a two-bedroom apartment so I got real serious I had had a town home I downsized and I went to a a two-bedroom apartment or a one-bedroom with a den Mm -hmm. and I turned my den into a hair salon Mm -hmm. And so that's solely where my money will come from. It's literally whatever hair I get. So full-time, you're going eight to five. So you have full-time hour jo- um, hours, yeah. but you don't get paid. So you're going to cosmology school. I mean, you're doing, you know, you got this, your own talent going. So you're doing hair that you would charge at home yeah. for free just to get this license. Like, you know, so you spend the most of your time that I will make the money at school. So anyway. I would in my school that I was at that time was Regency. Regency um, Institute is actually where I um, got my license from. Okay. And I chose that school because it was not just in Indiana, it was worldwide. So I could, I just know if I went anywhere, someone else would, you know, oh, okay, you went to Regency Institute. They couldn't, they know the name. Yeah. And so um, I, let's see, didn't have money like that because, like I said, I would only could work from like six to maybe midnight get up and go back to school. So whatever I made that day. So I almost, um, almost, yeah, I think I had, I was very close to um, eviction. I got almost a uh, car repoed. I got, um, let me see, 
almost kicked out of school because I couldn't keep up with the payments was, you know, mm-hmm. so all of that happened in 2015 I was trying my best like okay this gotta work you know and I had made a commitment I don't know if some people are familiar I'm not gonna not gonna assume but I wasn't a strong tithe player like I said I got closer to God yeah. and I just was like you know I'm gonna make sure I'm always paying my tithes first mm-hmm. because that way I know for sure my finances will be blessed mm-hmm. and that's what I started doing and I mean I cannot tell you how I got out of that mm-hmm. 2015 yeah. you know so I had yeah, school was like six or seven months, and I graduated in March 2016. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was about a good about six or seven months of just it was hard. It was so hard, um, and I end up uh, pledging um, so AKA at the time. Mm-hmm. So that also was an added finance, but it also added another just thing I was doing and then I didn't that wasn't until September of 2015 so again it was me coming missing school Mm -hmm. times missing school doing different things as well as um financial obligations and financial obligations when I was talking about bills yeah trying to survive was trying to still have your dream and if anything I'll say it put more things in perspective it made me focus on my priorities so that's a yeah. because I feel like a lot of people that at least when I hear people's journeys and how they become successful there's always some like a little bit of a, actually not a little bit a lot of sacrifice that a lot of people mm-hmm. don't necessarily disclose unless you're close to them you know they kind of yeah know of course them. but like they just look at you now mm-hmm. when you have the shop and when you have the clients when you're doing all these different events and stuff they don't necessarily know the yeah. the sacrifice that you had to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when you was in there whipping it, whipping up hair. Because I know I booked a couple of clients in there. I was dive, I'm, I'm telling telling you. Yeah, I was in I was in Indiana at the time, and I think at one point I might have even been in Chicago. You might have done my hair before you got before you graduated. I would come down. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I remember yep. you'd be up until one o'clock in the morning, be like, "Come on, girl, I got a little more time." Let's I was hustling. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Look, I'm like at that time it wasn't leisure. It was hey, I gotta pay rent, or you yeah. know, I gotta pay this bill, yeah. so I'm gonna have to take this extra client. You know, I get a couple hours sleep, get up. You know, it's okay. Just yeah. keep it. I was actually in a hustle mode then. Mm-hmm. I just knew it had to work. I was like, my parents were like, are you sure you want to do this? So I had, you know, some saying go for it, some, you know. So it was, yeah. I had to have, I, I really had to tell myself, is this something you're going to really do? And since I was all in, I didn't have a choice. Yeah, yeah. I refused yeah. to go back. After I had left, I was like, I refuse to go back. So yeah. yeah. Something I love that. that I think of when, like, as we say, a lot of successful people have those times of like mm-hmm. true perseverance and my um I can only think of when I was in the athletics field um and they say it everywhere but pressure makes diamonds right so mm-hmm. when you have your back up against the wall and you're like I already committed to this I already done put yep. all my eggs in this basket mm-hmm. so right. we'll carry this basket no matter if a few <laughs> eggs fall yep. here or there I'm at least have two and make an omelet hey. exactly something gonna get figured out yeah <laughs> exactly I think that that's also really important to have that experience Mm -hmm. um while you're building right because everything's easy just Mm -hmm. like 
I have to be real with myself. If I, if I think about the things that I was most successful in, it was always the things that it was hardest mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. because I'm not going to let myself sit here and not, yeah. Um, yeah. not be good at something. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's hard, you have to try. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. Um, that's awesome. I I love that because I did I didn't know all of that was going on at the time. I just Girl, knew it was in there. A lot of people did it. Yes, <laughs> it was. You know, and I get clients that ask me like, you know, how did you do it? Again, disclaimer: it was just me. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have children. I didn't have a husband, so I didn't have to run my ideas and choices by anyone. It was literally what I wanted to do is what I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would you say the beauty industry has changed since you started to up until now? Has Do you think it's like different as far as what people are? Actually, let me ask this question. Sorry, before you start. How do you think the industry has changed from when you were in cosmetology school to up until like the difference of now when it's COVID or kind of post-COVID? Mm-hmm. As far as like the business, but then also what are people caring about as far as like their styles and and different things and services and different things like that? You know what? A lot of clients, my clients ask me or tell me (laughs) that the reason they feel more comfortable, and this was before COVID as well, was the environment, the professionalism, Mm -hmm. the environment, as well as the care. Mm -hmm. Um, I hear a lot of styles I get. my one of my biggest pet peeves is the client will come in and tell me, you know, oh, I went here and there and I couldn't stand their stylist. And I always kind of stop them and say, why? You know, they had a bad service or whatever. I'm like, well, did you tell this stylist or did you, you know, did you communicate? You know, because I do think that's a, a problem that we do have is that um, it's a term that we use called chair hoppers and mm-hmm. things like that. But a lot of chair hoppers is seriously is just because they don't trust their stylist. Mm-hmm. And that comes from when you talk about cosmetology school, some was just not. I believe wasn't good schools mm-hmm. where you weren't told um, you should do this or that. Um, you should never be called, a, I think, in my opinion, a stylist and you don't wash hair. You know, mm-hmm. it's certain things, just hair care and certain things, it's an entire service. It's not just, you know, come in, get your hair done. It's, it should be from the start to the end, a, a type of service that you're providing. And so in um, our shop, um, before COVID, I only do one or two clients at a time because I honestly can't work under that kind of stress. So I've always, it's always been a one-on-one service with my client. Um, if your appointment's at this time, if I'm running five or 10 minutes over, you are you are informed. And I just ask for the same thing. So I have a lot of uh, clients that um, we just, we have that same vibe. If I'm running late, they're running late, they're letting me know. I don't really do a late policy. I don't do deposits because a lot of my clients were just, it's just a really good environment. And like I said, I only do one at a time. And so since COVID, I had, I actually feel like my business probably even picked up more mm-hmm. since COVID because, and I have had a probably a few new clients I had to turn away because of the flow of, oh, she only does one person at a time. It's always quiet in here, da, 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 da. So I say for me, after COVID, it actually kind of improved. Mm-hmm. Um, more clients, they, my clients that were already coming felt very safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt safe. I had to make sure um, I felt safe in there, mm-hmm. but I don't see it affecting me negatively mm-hmm. um, after, you know, after coming back into the shop. 
Yeah. What type of styles are they doing? Is it more? Because I know I'll just say I'll just say for me, like there's been so many different waves since I've graduated in 2012. Whether it was, you know, the weaves, and then it went to like the wig, mm. then it went to now. I feel like everybody's trying to do natural. Even uh, before the wigs, mm-hmm. though, there was lace fronts, True. like putting them yeah. onto. Yeah. Them. And I I remember my last my last full weave. I got a lace front or a closure or whatever, and it was. <laughs> You know, you can't wear them as long. And I just remember wearing the headband yep. kind of cover. Yep. That. <laughs> that is true. Yep. <laughs> but that anyway, is very true. Yeah, I definitely, COVID has made me turn natural because mm-hmm. not only when I first was going, when COVID first hit, I was still in um, getting my bachelor's degree. And so there was no like, just go get my weave did when I was in school because it was yeah yeah um unless I just came across money but um yeah I think that's what it is for me I don't know for everybody else but I'm assuming protective hairstyles are probably been Mm -hmm. about the same for the last few years Um, yeah is that what you definitely agree yeah I definitely agree uh definitely will say exactly what you said right on that you know, clients when after COVID, you know, I'm like, oh my goodness, what happened to y'all hair? What were y'all doing? Like, what? You know, I get it. It was like, what? No, but closures, those, those are, those are very, very high maintenance styles. Yeah. Any kind of, even sewings will leave out is high maintenance because you're doing, you, you're giving your leave out all this. It's just a lot of, any, anytime you're doing sewings, in my opinion, you're going to have high maintenance. um unless it's like a style that you don't have to put heat on you could just like you know wave it up still you got to do that but yeah my um I would say crochet Mm -hmm. crochet and natural I think was a really big hit because people figured out how to get their hair braided during COVID and Mm -hmm. had some family members or someone knowing how to crochet that hair into Mm -hmm. you know they got creative and um I thought that was great that you were able to uh do that or find ways to you know, just get your look, look cute. People are like, you know, I'm at home. Why do I need to look cute? Because it's still, that's self-care, you know? Yeah. I, I know I was, I would look in some of the Zoom cameras and say, woo, like, you know, I need to do my own hair. But, you know, I'm at home. I was like, I don't got to. And now I'm like, never mind. This is not, this is not going to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely, I'm natural. Um, But again, I do hair. So I know I could, you know, do stuff at home and tweak things. But I did have a lot of clients who came back or even new clients that were coming. And I'm like, what happened to y'all stylists that y'all had before COVID? They weren't going. Or if they were, they were getting weaves and braids yeah. or whatever and neglected that hair doing that, you know, two month break or um, shutdown. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely will say I had a lot of, uh, if it were new clients, it was getting some kind of hair care package. And I actually created a hair uh, treatment package just because of that. Because people were coming, they needed deep conditioning, they needed those trims. So definitely, I could see that people were coming back. They were wearing their more their their natural hair more. That's awesome. I'm wondering what about this package? Yeah. So can you talk to us a little bit about <laughs> yeah. the package? Yeah. So you know what I've learned, and maybe some things I learned in business school too. I can't even say, but it's all about how you market it. Uh, mm-hmm. I do it already. You know, I already do washing styles, I do deep conditioners, and I do trims. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I just put it in a package and call it a hair care package. Yep. And people just book that. And so booking that is the exact same thing if you went a la carte and just booked it. But what it is, you come in, you'll get shampooed, you get conditioned, you will get a deconditioner, which is sit on the dryer for about 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. All that's doing is helping all the, um, your, um, your uh, cuticle, everything is getting more, a lot of that got um, dry, especially natural clients. You know, your hair is already dried. If you were neglecting that, that's super dry now. So you're just sitting there trying to put that moisture back in there, trying to get those cuticles back strong. Mm-hmm. And so um, you get that deep conditioning. And usually by then, it's hair feels great, but then those ends, those ends, you know, it's not flowing right, all that. So you get those ends trimmed and you get curled up and you're good to go for about another six to eight weeks. Okay. So even if you go into a protective style or something like that, but at least you were able to get back into getting that um, deconditioning trim in between. One of the things I'll say that I really like about Natasha that I feel like is the reason why I've gone to her consistently, especially since I've been back home, is I feel like with Natasha's business, I despise the fact that I used to have to sit in the beauty shop all day. Like that used to really piss me off a lot because like you would Mm, sign up for a hair appointment and literally you'll say, okay, hey, I'm booking this at five couple of things one you always had to call the front desk um or you always had to text somebody and tell them like hey can, do you have a spot what's you know what's her book open for and then you can select that spot whoever is at the front or if the stylist was managing their own book they would like triple book themselves and I understand why because people are flaky so mm-hmm. I get it and you know you got to meet a goal at a, you know for the week or the month or whatever since you're entrepreneur yeah. But then you would literally sit there all day. Another thing that I used to like hate is that there was no like apology, I feel like, or good customer service. And one of the things like when I moved to Chicago, it became really hard kind of trying to come back to Natasha in Indianapolis because just a three hour drive there and back unless I was there for the weekend. But one of the yeah. things that I, oh, also too, the, a lot of the stylists that I went to before would not necessarily take care of your natural hair just because you get a, a weave doesn't necessarily mean we need to fry and dye and glue and stitch up and all this other stuff like to your hair and rip out your edges and all this other things and not really give you the conditioner that you need underneath your hair yeah. and I found right. that like when I went to Chicago, um, I used Huntiful, which is, um, they're like a more focused on natural hair and stuff like that. And they had the same type of setup as Natasha that I missed and loved because like, when you say you're going to be here at five, they did have a late policy and they were very enforcing. But when you have good clients that under there's a sense of respect and you don't have to deal necessarily enforce that, mm-hmm. but you, you get there, that stylist is there for you from the beginning to the end, they might put somebody under the dryer, maybe because they're not quite finished with them. But at the end of the day, you're not sitting there waiting for them all day. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I really like about your company, because like, you're like what you said, it's one on one, I can go book online, if I have a question, I can text you. But right. I book online, I can figure out what manage, you know, what slot manages with my appointment. I know that when I get there, you're there waiting for me, you know, and it's that, that also understanding that 
crap, I either need to communicate that I'm going to be five minutes late or I need to get there early so that I don't have someone waiting on me, which Mm -hmm. I think is good customer service and Mm -hmm. and good business practice. So for anybody that's out there that's looking for a stylist, even though Natasha (laughs) has a thousand clients at this point, but you know, if you can get fit on her schedule, like I would say just as a, a black stylist, like this is one that is you know, she cares about the health of your hair. She knows how to do bomb cuts. I know, I remember used to have an asymmetrical, <laughs> what is it? A, 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 asymmetrical bob. Yeah, bob. It was mm-hmm. yeah, I love my cut. Yes, like <laughs> she's detailed oriented. So I just want to give props to you. you. Thank you. So yeah. I appreciate it. So yeah. I definitely feel that as Black women, like a our hair is such a big part of our identity right Mm -hmm. um and I'm just thinking about the culture of going to a black hair salon Mm -hmm. um versus maybe going to a hair salon that's not majority black but there's a black stylist there Mm -hmm. um I I mean I don't know if there's a question in this or more of just like a topic that I think of but I love beauty salon culture yeah. I guess and that's something that I kind of miss of having my regular beauty stylist I haven't found another one I'll have to go yeah. to Natasha for sure for this uh, <laughs> well you gotta wait until she's uh when she's back so you gotta book her in July Oh, she's dang. about to go, go leave. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> she baby Look, so. you need to be like the construction and give me a detour sign. <laughs> <laughs> I need to like, like, wait a minute. But yeah, anyways, I, I don't know. I guess I just was thinking about how that's a big part of yeah. m- my relationship of doing hair or not doing hair getting my hair done and all the different shops that I've been to and hairstylists I've been yeah. to. and I definitely think that's one you know everything has pros and cons and I think that's maybe some uh, if I can not say con but you know I sometimes think about that like I'm in the shop sometimes it is just me and the client I'm like you know I don't have that other stylist I do the owner because I'm um, just I'm a stylist in there rents the booth, but the owner of this shop actually, which the shop is called Reflections. My actual um, business is called um, Lady Lee Styles. Mm-hmm. And um, it's derived from my middle name, Elise. So that's where it comes from, Lady Lee's. And um, a lot of people was like, is that Lice? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is Lady Lee Styles. <laughs> but um, she, um, what was I saying? Girl pregnancy brain. <laughs> the shop and having that other person that culture yeah 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 so when she's in there I get that vibe thank you <laughs> when she's in there I do get that vibe you know like another stylist is in here you know the music is playing you talk about different topics that's going topics that's going on and it's always a good atmosphere because like I said it's just we both kind of vibe off each other so I do get that experience a little bit so sometimes I do think like hmm, how would it have been if I would have been in that kind of shop where other stylists are in here, you can bounce ideas and do different things like that. So that I will say can sometimes be the kind of learning when you're talking about industry changing. Mm-hmm. You can sometimes different stylists learn different things. So mm-hmm. I could have, you know, learned something from this stylist or they could learn something from me. So I will say that forces me to have to try to take more classes or do things or want to engage yeah. because I'm not getting that from another stylist. Mm. What would you say? Uh, 
uh, what are you, what are some of the new techniques that you're working on or that you want to uh, eventually add to your services or enhance your yeah. services? I have gotten into more wigs, but I want to get a little bit more advanced in the wigs, like faster making. I see other stylists, like I follow a lot of stylists on Instagram mm -hmm. and um, a lot of Indianapolis stylists that are really good with wig making and different things and offer classes as well. Mm -hmm. I would love to get into advancing more into my wigs, you know, mm -hmm. more things that or a product or something where money is being is able to be made even when I'm not working. Yeah. So I need to, I do want to venture more into that. I've kind of pushed back a little, did the whole, doing the whole family. And so I actually, I, I know these are things that I want to do and uh, work on. Mm -hmm. I just haven't figured out what, what I really want to, you know, I still always think about what would separate me from someone else, you know? Mm -hmm. So many people can go to so many stylists. Well, what, you know, what makes you different? And that's what I'm still trying to really hit on. So I haven't found it just yet what I'm going to do. What would you say is something that you learned from when you were in school that you wish you would have known when you were in school that you knew that you know now? Whether something it's a technique. you didn't learn? Yeah, sorry, school? sorry. Oh. Yeah, something that you didn't know that you know now mm -hmm. that you wish you would have known when you first got out of school mm -hmm. that would have helped you in your journey in the beginning versus uh -huh. like, kind of something that you're trying to start or fix or you know organize or yeah. learn or whatever now you know what so let me see cottage is really like a two-year yeah two-year program I want to say it wasn't until my last maybe two to three months in cosmetology school that I had a professor named Mr. Dexter Payne I remember his name <laughs> um he was probably the most professional stylist I've ever met and you know in cosmetology school that's your first probably professional and I felt like it was too quick so when I learned more yeah I'm a business professional yeah I went to college but it's a difference in the hair industry it's just a it's just a difference is you learn it while you you know while you're going along with it you learn different um for instance just just in general how some clients come in and um, with their hair, different kinds of hair, different hair textures, you learn some of these things, but it really depends on not even the school. It depends on who's in your classroom and who's mm -hmm. your instructor. And I didn't get that until probably two, two to three months before I graduated. And mm -hmm. I really wish my experience in cosmetology school was a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, I mean that from the instructor side. And I wish I would have learned more in depth, which, you, which you're paying for. You're paying for this education. Yeah, so yeah. I wish I would have learned more about color. I wish I would have learned more. Um, I mean, the littlest things that you don't even think about, um, how sometimes you're supposed to change out your cape. Like you should have two different capes on when you're getting shampooed versus when you're getting styled. Yeah. It's like the littlest things you just don't know that you're just not taught. So the biggest thing I was have to say, it was the professionalism as, learn, as well as learning um, hair textures come in all different. It doesn't matter about black, white, it's hair texture, is hair texture. And I didn't learn that until probably, it was almost over. So I didn't really get that um, hot, I don't think it was a uh, hot stoves. They didn't teach you that. Yeah, they teach you a flat iron. No, they didn't teach you hot stoves. I think they stopped what was it 2015 maybe 2012 uh, or that's... but yeah they don't that's not even a part of your package you can't yeah. even 
have a hot stove. So you see stylists now, they're like, oh, the stylists don't even use a hot stove. We weren't taught how. Yeah. <laughs> but I understand you can go and learn. But a lot of those things is because, you know, a lot of those uh, stylists, you know, got that, what is it? You can get it in high school when you get your mm-hmm. license or, you, yep, yep. you know, I think a lot of those got that like that where, you know, you were taught only on hot stoves. Yeah. So it's just change, you know, and you can only, it's just like any other education is whatever your teacher is teaching you yeah. unless you're going out on your own and venturing off and learning yourself. Do you still use a hot stove or do you? Have I you never have. Oh, no, okay. I never have. Okay. However, that the school, the first school that I said I went to that was ghetto, <laughs> they did have hot stoves. That uh, instructor <laughs> brought his own hot stove from home and said, y'all gonna learn this. So I did have like one lesson on it, but it, again, it was so far. So I can kind of maneuver it, but I'm too worried I'm about to run yeah. somebody's ear off. So See, I just that's why I'm over here asking because my <laughs> ear was already tingling and the back of my neck was already... <laughs> you said the hair stick up before it even come to your neck. <laughs> exactly i know about them hot stoves my mom used yeah. to put it on our actual stove and <laughs> yeah yeah and flip on easter sunday on it <laughs> yes and those, that is something they really do in school too that is like a technique they teach you is to yeah. blow on it with like a um a in a in um strap or in tape oh what is it a in um it's something and i forgot what it's called but they mm-hmm. test it on there to see if it burns oh, i said what you know <laughs> so it was like to really learn like oh my gosh this is really how you do it and that's how they did it back then. i mean you talk about old school stylists that faithfully mm-hmm. they're using high stoves see and i mean i am not going to go in on old school stylists um i just know that maybe my hair texture wasn't meant for a hot comb Mm. and so Mm -hmm. i remember and they would use oil on my hair while they would so i remember coming out with my hair like stuck (laughs) to the side yep stuck to the side and sticking out like (laughs) and stuck out like what yes (laughs) and i'm just so I'm so thankful that we've came a long way. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I really believe that I just believe flat irons and things like that weren't as hot. Like I just, yeah. I really just believe back in the day, you just weren't, you know, it just, it wasn't the same kind of tools out. So yeah. that's my belief. Yeah. Very true. Well, this was like, it had to be 2010, 2012 that this happened to be with but that's my 10 hair. Years. Yeah. But we had flat irons. Yeah, but I would say the flat irons that I see in the salons now, yeah, they're so more. much more yeah, advanced. I agree. I agree. That's fair. That's Because I remember, I think, was it the Chi that first yep. came out? That was like yep. the hottest thing that everybody yeah. had paid all that money for. Yep. Yeah. And what's crazy is they even advanced that because that's why I, I really love Chi products. But the Chi, like she's saying, like Amber is saying, uh, Chi back in the day, it was only on and off. And it yeah. got that hot yeah. <laughs> and she's now there you know i have a, a cheat lava and you you know just the, um the levels but it's supposed to be that they make different infusions inside of it yeah you can yeah. match it with the girl it's, it's so many they have really advanced what is inside those flat irons now um and i think i was telling Amber this the other day is that a lot of it especially if you're blow drying the mm-hmm. blow dryers are different and that's truly yeah. for natural clients where a lot of the work is done it's not the flat irons it's the blow dryers mm-hmm. so um or who you know some stylists don't even blow dry but you know it's yeah. each his own 
yeah. they don't blow dry so they go wet to like how do you mean they put them under a regular dryer or um so what some stylists have or clients have told me some would get stretched out you know naturally you draw up when you're wet yeah they have been stretched out with rollers uh-huh. Um, and then they'll get put under the dryer and they still get some kind of heat to their hair, um, if I can remember correctly, but it's not strictly all blow dried out. They are getting most of that heat done under acidic dryer. Got so it. That's, that's what I've, some clients have told me has happened. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I've never actually, cause I'm thinking of, I've never actually really, um, I'm trying to think the only time I've ever had that happen is when I got a roller set, but most of the time it's only been when I had a perm. Like mm-hmm. I've never had that. A like, relaxer. Yeah, a relaxer. I'm sorry, a relaxer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do that to different. everybody. There is a difference because I think what perm I'll do that to everybody. <laughs> they're more, what? so if I remember right. Perms, perms make your hair curly yeah. for like yeah. usually Caucasian people. And then a relaxer straightens your hair. So yeah. it has lye in it. Both of them have lye in it, don't they? So the, so... So it's not based on race. It's just exactly what you said. Um, um, we used to get that all the time in school too. If you know, if you were black, you came with natural hair, you were charged more. No, natural mm-hmm. means you're no chemicals in your hair. Mm-hmm. So if you have a color in your hair, you are not considered a fully natural client. Uh, but anyway, uh, yes, that is where it's, if you have, um, no, I don't, let me not, because I don't want to get quoted on that. I don't know what's actually in the part, what's in that, but okay. it's definitely to get that um, curl. You are definitely, I think it may be lie, mm-hmm. but you're definitely putting a um, chemical in there to have that, that's what a perm is. Okay. Get the perm rise and you dip yeah. it in the chemical and all of that. Yeah, you're going to get curly. Yeah. But you go and put like a relaxer. They even have now, you can get, um, Extra. Uh, you can loosen your curls, so oh. it's called like a smoothing treatment. Mm-hmm. It's not all. It's not really a chemical. Um, it is something in there, but it's just loosening your curl up, and it's temporary. It's not permanent. So when you go into lies and you start thinking those are permanent things until that um, hair shaft has grown out, and then you know that's when you get new growth and you get yeah. retouches and all of that. But once you put that, I uh, believe it is lie. I know it's lie for. Um, or perms, mm-hmm. but every relaxer, some are no lie. So that's why I'm okay. like, I don't, yeah, some relaxers are no lie relaxers because some people can be allergic to that. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, so many that. Yeah, there's a lot. I used to get, uh, well, used to, once or twice I got a texturizer. <laughs> oh, a texturizer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A texturizer. Yep. Which is basically yep. just a mild relaxer, if I recall. Exactly. Yeah. And they've gotten advantage to talk about times and different. A lot of people have switched from the word texturizer and doing smoothing treatments. Oh. You know, texturizer is a mild, think about color. You think about how you have like a, you know, mm-hmm. people talk about, oh, I just want to rinse. Mm-hmm. And then they have demi and then they have permanent. Rinse is just supposed to like wash out. Mm-hmm. And the demi, you can go about a couple shampoos, but it's not permanent. So mm-hmm. it's not as harsh. And then you have a permanent. Mm-hmm. Okay. it's kind of the same concept when it gets to chemicals you can go um like i said to a smoothing treatment it doesn't last forever but it does it is something in there to help your hair stay straight i think it's the one i'm just now about to introduce is um it's from chi actually chi environment by enviro and i think it goes up to four months so it's a process, but it's not a it's not a permanent product. It's just something for you to you know wear your hair straight for a little bit and still have your curly hair underneath. That's nice. cool. 
I, now that I've went natural, I found, well, I've been natural my whole life, should I say, but like, as in curly wearing my hair in its natural form, um, it, it, and that's something that I also wanted to bring up, like, cause I say natural because mm-hmm. I'm not putting any type of like heat on my hair. And I would, okay. I thought that's what most people meant by natural, but it was really nice for you to um, break down like natural means if your hair is processed or not, um, mm-hmm. if it has mm-hmm. any type of dye or, um, and, and I know people who wear their hair curly, who have them dyed, who say that they're natural, which they are. Yeah, it's a big debate. Yeah, that's yeah. why people don't get worked up. Don't, because people, you know, true, when I say true natural, it's like, you can't color, you can't. Yeah. If you come in the shop and say, I'm natural, I'm looking at your hair as in you don't have a relaxer. Mm-hmm. However, I know amongst stylists that I know what I know which you know I know yeah. from a stylist and I know it from a client the client perspective mm. yeah I know if you come in there with color you have a chemical in your hair yeah, yeah. so yeah. that can loosen up your texture so when you mm-hmm. or even when I'm giving color to clients I always state that because you know you go get a color and they're like oh my gosh my curl drop and it's like okay you did put a chemical there yeah so it's going to loosen some of this curl up mm-hmm. so no it's not a relaxer you know but no by all means if you are walking around and you don't have relaxing your hair I would say I'm natural all day <laughs> I'm natural and have blonde hair and I'm still natural and it's just because it's just it is a misconception of the um you know you're not you're not a stylist so it's just I don't know things medically I may say yeah. things it doesn't mean you know so yeah. no I would still say I'm natural I also find, like you said, the client's perspective versus a stylist perspective. Last mm-hmm. time I was talking to the stylist who was doing my hair, um, I was talking about the number and letter scale, such as 4C, 3A, mm-hmm. 3C. And I learned that that's basically just a consensus, a consensus myth of how to categorize hair texture I 100% agree I just had this topic with someone and I said you know it's not a book it is something out there I've seen that people have labeled this strand to be this but I still think it's it's, um perspective to that stylist like you know I can feel this hair and say oh this hair is this but we didn't get taught that you know and even the one who's telling you that you know, this is what I learned. In my opinion, that is something you've learned. That does not mean that is the, the census of hairstylists. It's not in a book telling you um, what is this and what is that. Now, I will say that natural specialists, because there are some in the city, mm-hmm. I refer clients there when they want to wear their own hair. I'm not mm-hmm. a natural specialist, mm-hmm. meaning I don't have products to bring out your curls. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even try to act like that that is something I can do. I can recommend what clients have told me that works for them, mm-hmm. but those natural specialists, I do believe will probably be more knowledge on your texture and what is the 4C, 3C, all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going off of my, what I feel and what my clients are and what I perceive to be the strand, but it could definitely, you know, that's why I say that's, that's a big discussion where it goes back and forth where I heard I was this and I heard I was that. I'm like, those are natural specialists. Yeah. She, the nice thing about this stylist is she is a natural specialist that I okay. know. Because she actually has something where you, she'll just do your hair curly and like that's a, uh-huh. that's a service for her. Um, like, does she have like a certificate or anything? Um, 
and she just said that she had a lot of training on textures and she showed me her mm-hmm. books of texture and she's like look no 3c there's no 4a like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> because I'm and those like, matter yeah yeah that matters that means you know she's definitely been like you just said she's had experience and that's all mostly when they're specials that's all they do Mm-hmm. So they see that hair, that texture, they know how to bring that curl out all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's something that's about me as a client and anything. Um, I'm not a know-it-all. I am definitely the person who's like, okay, well, I know this. So tell me what <laughs> you know. <laughs> I live with my nails and hair every day. So mm-hmm. I kind of know how this works, but you're this trained professional. Right. So it's a weird, that's just like the doctors. No. What yeah, exactly. Wrong with me before they tell me what's wrong with <laughs> yep. me. And sometimes they don't even believe me. And then we do the test and they're like, oh, I guess you were right. You do know your body. Like, yeah, I live mm-hmm. in it. Like, I kind of know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I tell clients all the time. I say, you know your hair better than me. Because I guess I was like, no, I know your hair. Now, let me take that back. I do got some clients where I know their hair better than you. <laughs> so they don't wash their hair. Yeah. They do not shampoo or anything at home. Meaning, <laughs> I'm literally the one who's doing their hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so so then what for that I say no 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 uh, I know you're here you can't do this and that but other than that I'm typical you are with your hair 24 hours of the day mm-hmm. I am not so you could lie to me you can do all so I, I always I I hope not but 100% what she said I, I definitely agree is that you are with your hair you will know you know my hair cannot take this you know I don't mm-hmm. especially if you're a new client I won't know that yet yeah yeah oh cool well, pivoting on, because I know we're getting close to time, pivoting on to family. So how how do you like, so I know that you've, <laughs> uh, you've been married for almost a year now, mm-hmm. and uh, there's been a lot of like transition between like dating, yeah. marriage, mother life. You also are pregnant and expecting yes. a baby next month. Yes. And, oh, yeah, she's, and that's why I tried to tell you. I tried to get her. Yes, countdown is real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you liking like how have you been like handling the transition within the last couple of years? And then what are you most excited about this new baby that is coming yeah. into the world? It's definitely, it's so weird to even sit here and, you know, talk about, you know, your life and then go into like, wow, now I'm back to today. And it makes you, it reminds me that, you know, when I was saying, even when I quit school, quit and went full time, I didn't have this, I didn't have family. And to have it now is, is truly a blessing as well as you definitely, I can definitely see areas of where it's, it can be um, challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I used to be in the shop until 11 o'clock at night. You know, I used to work all crazy hours. When I had my son, uh, my first son, I couldn't do that. I was um, leaving about six or seven. Um, and now I'm up to only working till six, maybe two days of the week. Other than that, I'm out of there by four, you know? So it definitely shifted my hours, but I had to get creative and, um, how I did clients or how I did services. I got better in timing and Mm -hmm. I don't take as long on things. So, you know, it becomes, I'm at work. I'm at work. It's not. 
it's, it's, it's very fun when I have my client, but to me, it's still work. I have to know if I come in at 730, I leave at four, I have to go pick up my son. I'm working, you know, if a client cancels or something like that, that's thrown off my day. So it's definitely have changed my perspective where it was about, oh, I get to make money. I get to go here leisurely. And it's more now, this is truly my job as well as time away from my family. Yeah. Um, COVID taught me that is that I, when I was working those crazy hours, because I was still sometimes my husband would be like, um, you need to go ahead and come home a little bit earlier. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. Give me like a day or two. Like I can do Mondays and Wednesdays. And I realized every time I would do that, I would probably miss my son going to sleep or, mm. you know, or I would just, you know, for a client. And that's not bad, but it's all about, it's all about priority. Yeah. And for me, it became that starting his family and I'm trying to um give it about two more years and probably I'll try for one more awesome. but I want to you know really give my family that opportunity that I'm giving my clients yeah. you know so oh, definitely I'm still that. learning that <laughs> I'm still learning yeah. as I'm going along but it definitely have as much as I put into and me that 2015 is going to be the probably the um, what I always will reference for the rest of my life because mm-hmm. it taught me so much about myself and how you were saying perseverance. And so I carry that over into everything. Yeah. So it's definitely has helped me better wife, mom, and um business. It helps me it helps me in all of that. So it's it's exciting. I'm excited for baby number two. Um, it's going to be challenging because um, the babies are so close. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so how it'll, it'll be fun. It'll uh-huh. be fun. How old is your first? He is 18. He'll be 19 months on the 19th. So he's junior. almost 19 and months. Age. And they have the same name. Well, they have the same nickname because well, they're junior. both juniors. Well, yeah. But yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're, is it Amber like a month away? Yeah. About maybe five weeks? Yeah. 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 So, yep. That's awesome. So, and yeah. Have you revealed the gender of this one or? Mm-hmm. It's a boy. It's a boy. His name is uh, Preston Elijah Butler. Oh. <laughs> A very presidential name. Yeah, right. like you know what we had to, we were trying to stick with the same initials and um those P boy names is hard, okay? <laughs> so I was like I couldn't we kept going back and forth on them names, but them put for P. So if we have another child and it's a boy, he gonna hit. Maybe Princeton. <laughs> yeah, Pre- you're gonna do Preston and, and then Prince- Princeton. Oh my gosh. Oh Lord. <laughs> Let's just say it won't maybe be another boy. <laughs> Um, that's sweet that's awesome I love the I loved when you were saying I want to give my family the same um the same care or attention that I give to my clients I feel like I struggle with that and that really like I think I might use that as a grind tip because I had something else but I might use that as the grind tip of the day because I feel like that is I struggle with that and so yeah. like, trying to, when you're at work and you're like giving your all blood, sweat and tears and energy yep, and everything, yep. and then you come home and you just feel so depleted, mm-hmm. like you yep. just don't have yep. nothing left and like, yeah. it's all about a balancing game. So mm-hmm. thank you for saying You know what, Amber, I think a lot of helps with that um, is having a spouse because it's a reflection, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you see them working all day and all that, and then they come home tired. You're like, Hey. And, you know, you check yourself. Like, do you do that too? So it's a check and balance that I'm able to kind of see. I think I do that. Or if I'm in my home and I'm just, I'm exhausted. 
you know, where's the fun in that? So I definitely say it's, it's, that's not, that's something I'm still learning. That's not, I have not perfected that. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you keep it? How do you keep it fun then? Like for people that are, since you have been married for a year and like Mm -hmm. for all the newlyweds, I've, Nick and I have only been married for two years Mm -hmm. now. So like any advice that you would give to like a newly people, people that are maybe dating or engaged or newly married like how do you keep the spice in your marriage and keep it fun i definitely say it is is an everyday effort you know mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to be by the book um i i try better every day meaning if I'm working 7.30 to 4 one day and a client reschedules or I'm done early, I am moving that last client up. I'm trying my best texting them. Hey, I'm done early. Can you come? Because I always, I love beating my family because my son goes to daycare. At, um, my husband's a teacher. So they have daycare for him. So they get home about 4.30. I love when I can beat them home. Mm-hmm. So if I can always, again, that's that could be just a random day. Um I try my best any day I can to make that day exciting. I can't, you know, focus on next week or this, you know, but if I can make that day, um, you know, tomorrow's not promised. So I'm like, if I can, I will try my best to make that move the day up if I can. And, you know, and I'm like, I get to get home early and then maybe we can go outside and play. Now the the weather has broke, you know, when we weren't in COVID, we just have to get creative at home and, you know, do things, but I would just, my advice is that it's not a rule book. It's a matter of what works for y'all or for that, for your, for you, you and your family and just finding the time you find things for what's important for you. And I truly believe that. So you will find the time if it's, if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you, thank Natasha, you. for coming. Such a good conversation. Yes, it is. If, <laughs> if people want to find you, you, where can they find you? You can find me on Insta. I'm on Instagram and on Facebook. On Facebook, it's Natasha N A T A S H A with a capital A and Butler B U T L E R. And on Instagram, it is Lady Lease L A D Y L Y C E underscore Styles S T Y L E S. Perfect. And if we have any listeners that would like to ask you any questions or anything, can they utilize the social media for DMs or is there another that they, okay. Okay. Perfect. Yep. You sure can. Okay. Perfect. Well, we will include her information in the show notes. In the show notes. (laughs) Well, perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was exciting that was such a good conversation for real for real it was and I think also too with the culture of the beauty shop and stuff like that it's come so far yeah I mean now I'm thinking about one of the last times I got my weave done it was in like a really pretty setting and one thing that the um, beautician said to me she was like you know you other cultures have salons that have chandeliers and mm-hmm. floor to ceiling um, mirrors mm-hmm. and very minimalist and just pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we have that? And True. that's what she made her salon based off of. Like, we don't always need to go to somebody's kitchen to get our hair yeah. done, you know. <laughs> Not saying that all beauty salons yeah, are like yeah. somebody's kitchen or something, yeah. but you know, yeah. like the elegance of it. And it wasn't even that expensive, it was pretty right on point with 
like most weeds that I've ever got. But yeah, so that's awesome. Well, what's the self care tip for the week? So the self care tip of the week is as we head into summer, even though this episode's going to drop like probably during summer. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's really important to be intentional on the food that you're putting in your body. True. So um, I am personally challenging myself to eat with intention and not for taste, even though sometimes the intention mm. is that I feel not good right now mm-hmm. or I have this craving, so I'm going to go eat yes. this. Um, that is a valid intention. Um, but what I find for myself is that that's just me comfort eating mm-hmm. instead of eating for nutrition. Mm-hmm. So um, I challenge you guys to find a recipe that has like a superfood or something mm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be doing superfood bowls this week for meal prep. Can and... you share them on the Instagram? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I definitely can. And um, I just been eating pretty good lately. So, well, actually not eating good lately, but having the intent that I'm <laughs> going to start this week. <laughs> to eat good. Um, because I will be honest, I've been having cravings. And so, Mm. um, and I also have these Dairy Queen coupons that (laughs) expire today. And so, well, Dilly Dilly Bars are, yeah, Dilly Bars aren't that bad, but like, um, blizzards, Uh, (laughs) blizzards are not good at all because it's lots of calories, Mm -hmm. everything. Dilly Bars, at least it's like a stick of ice cream and you're done. Um, blizzard's a cup so i had to buy one get one free so i got two blizzards by yourself i didn't eat them all at once i ate one on friday and one on saturday (laughs) did you at least get the small or you got the large i got the small yeah yeah no no no. i'm not that wild But the thing was, I was going to give one to another person, but they had the cotton candy come back. Um, mm. And I haven't had a cotton candy blizzard since I was like 10. And okay. I was like, oh, that sounds so good. So um, <laughs> I got a chocolate one for Friday night and the other one for Saturday. Anyways, <laughs> so now I'm not feeling any more sugar. Okay. Um, I am doing my superfood bowls and I'm going on a six week. The word was inspired by my intention, which is transformation. Okay. So I'm going on a, a six week um, transformation. We'll see if I metamorphosize. <laughs> um, but that's that's my healthcare tip of the week. Eat okay. with intention and I'll share my superfood bowls on our Instagram. Okay. so what's our grind tip for the week well i will still piggy off of what um what natasha said but my original one we could kind of this will be two tasks for you guys to do for the week and i actually think they kind of work amongst each other so like the first one the one that i was originally going to say is i was on a um i flipped through Instagram all the time for different like influencers or people that I like what they're working on. So I just follow them, even if they don't have a, a large amount of followers. Yeah. So um, there was this one page of a woman that is in uh, California that I think she was doing some acting at one point. Now she's a singer um, and trying to produce her own 
music. And mm-hmm. so the thing that she was, she had on her Instagram story was she said, have you, I think it was either a question that she posed or it was a statement, but pretty much just paraphrasing. It was, are you living the life that you, um, are you kind of like, are you wasting life or are you living, are you creating the life that you would want to live? Mm. Kind of goes off of when we had Brittany on the show, a couple of like, I think last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually no, the episode before that, cause last week was Chelsea. Oh, yeah. And so, um, she was just saying kind of like stop making excuses like at the end of the day no one can create the life that you want to live you have to create it yourself that's true and I felt like that was like so true to you know she said that and then I started seeing you know people posting that and I don't know if it's just Siri or our phone's just listening to us and like creating which is Siri (laughs) which is creating a whole bunch of different types of vibes or things that are going on or maybe we're all on just one wavelength at this point especially when we're coming off of COVID and our people reflecting or whatever and spring Mm -hmm. true and so I was just thinking like that stuck with me and so when it comes to what Natasha said it was also kind of like a gut because like the the experience that she's providing to her clients is a self-care their way of escaping it's their way of taking care of themselves etc and that's a part of creating that life that you um want to have but then also from the stylist standpoint even though they're creating that environment for them are they going home and being able to create you know that personal time for themselves Mm -hmm. so I think it's kind of like a fold over a phone um and so just this week you know if there's things that you are excited about or that you've been kind of putting off like try to see you know I've we've talked about passions you know in prior episodes but just try to do something that will take it one step further to creating the the world that you want to or the life that you want to have um I and I'll give my example and then I'll be done is you know um we had a friend that came to visit today that hopefully we can have him on the show in the future um and he has a very like awesome story and uh, he was just asking me, you know, how are you still living like a Jamaican? And like Nick and I kind of looked at each other like, what? And so he was like, it's like, it's a joke that, you know, a lot of Jamaicans have like 12 million jobs and do, oh. you know, all these different things like that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of goes off to, I think it might have been what Jatika said on our podcast, or maybe it's just what she's always told me in general offline. But she's like, girl, she be doing everything. She be doing this, doing that, whatever. And so I was telling him, you know, how this year, after I turned 30, I realized, like, there was things that I didn't like about myself or things that were going on in my life that I just, I knew, like, deep down inside that if I didn't change this, it was going to, like, morph into something that I feel like I wouldn't be able to get get out of mm-hmm. as quickly. So for an example, I know in our first season, I shared with you guys that I started on a health journey with weight loss. Mm-hmm. I can remember when I first turned, when I turned 30, it was just questions about, oh, how are you doing? People are asking me if I was pregnant or like just different things about like, and I, you know, I've never struggled with my weight, but that was one of the things that I, that I struggled with at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was telling him like, you know, when I turned 30, I needed to make sure that I wasn't getting back to like my labor weight. Cause mm-hmm. that's the way that it was going the way that the way that I was eating 
the way that I was handling my emotional, um, you know, if I had a bad day, let's order a pizza. If I had a bad day, I'm sitting in Culver's uh, food parking lot, you know, in their drive-thru for like 30 minutes waiting on a cheeseburger. Like, you know, and there's nothing wrong with eating fast food in moderation, but eating out of emotionalness is just not healthy. It kind of goes back to what Taylor was talking about with intention. Yep. And so like, that was one of the things. And I just kind of told him, like, overall, I feel like the life that I want to create is with the things that I would like to do. This podcast, I'm passionate about it because I get to spend time with my little sister. You know, now that she's out of my house, I don't see her often. And so even though it might seem like every single time I bother her that we're talking (laughs) about this podcast, it's because I know that I intentionally get to see her or spend time with her because I know that she has other things going on. And me too. I have a family, I have work, I have kids and all that other stuff. And so, um, you know, that's kind of like a way of self-care, just kind of hanging out with my friends and my family. Yeah. And then I think too, also like getting back into the spiritual realm of things like I told him um and these are my two examples of creating my life but I've Nick and I create a PowerPoint every single year of what we're going to do what our goals are for as a family and as an individual and so just like understanding that that God and spiritual aspect that I've been having on my goals list for the last couple of years I have not really fulfilled that in a way that I think that I um, need to, whether that's, you know, if you don't have the time, then donate your your money. If you don't have the money, then donate your time um, or maybe do a, a blend of two. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I was going back doing like a Q1. We're so nerdy guys, so bear with us, but I was doing a Q1 review of her goals and just looking back at our PowerPoint and seeing like, what have, what have I accomplished this year that I like, I don't want to get to December. I'm like, oh, crap, I, I wish I would have done that. So one of the things was God. And so, like, getting involved in a book club that is focused on God um, and devotional, getting mm-hmm. involved in, like, back at church since we've been in a virtual space. I haven't physically been inside the building in over a year. And so I know that they've been asking for volunteers for our social media uh, ministry. And so I volunteer, even though I'm not really good at clipping art and making stories and all that other stuff and posting, like that's not my ministry, but I wanted to see, you know, if there's a need, how can I use the skills that I have to help? And mm-hmm. so I, you know, they've, they said that I can use my gifts as far as like the admin to keep everybody organized. Mm-hmm. So that's like taking, you know, time out and, really just, you know, working on tithes and offerings and, and that aspect of it, or if there's a cause that the church is trying to do that I strongly believe in, whether it's dealing with children or food, um, that we donate to that. And so we, we split our ties between two churches um, because we are passionate about our membership and with the work that they're doing. So that works out. But anyways, so just to wrap this up is that like, I've, I've noticed that, you know, I can work like a Jamaican, you know, and if this is offensive to anybody, I apologize. It was just a joke that he had made, but having 12 job, 12 million jobs, but is that really bringing you the life that you want to live? Or is it bringing the, like, are you working so hard that the, the money that you bring in, is it really kind of going to be beneficial to the way you want to live your life? Yeah. And I think there's some things like I do the wine business. That's fun. I don't really consider that as a job. Like yeah. I like meeting new people. I like having fun. I like drinking wine, all this other stuff. So it works out. 
But I think that accounting part that I was telling you guys at the beginning of the year, I just rather just spend my accounting, um, you know, talents at work yeah. <laughs> and cut it off and be done with it. Yeah. You know, when I am able to have, you know, more free time when we get past, um, you know, busy season. So, but yeah. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for all of that. Yep. So Taylor, where can you find us? You can find us at the inner circle dot pod gals, L-S. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always take a second. Um, on Instagram, or you can find us at theinnercircle.podgirls at gmail.com if you want to send us over an email, tell us how we're doing, or um, maybe share um, what one of your favorite healthy recipes are. Mm-hmm. And um, happy spring i guess (laughs) yeah and also too guys um we have a really a a lot of fun episodes coming up after this that we're excited about um bringing our aunties and our mama back on for the mother's day episode that's going to be hilarious i'm like so excited about that we also have people um individuals that are in the music industry that are coming on more in the dj space uh and actually music industry because he's also he's also created you know um i think it's an ep he'll correct me if i'm wrong um and then also to financial space and in government so uh we have a lot of in art taylor i'm not taylor but danae will finish us off in the art industry for the season so there's a lot of like jam pack episodes that we are super excited about for season two and um really continue to keep giving us the feedback and we love the fact that you guys continue to keep listening so yes so we'll see you back here next time all right y'all have a good week